0: Hello, friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast with Sixth Sense Media and Service of Change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II. This is the show that aims to challenge reality, a question at which we've been taught, hopes of inspiring new direction of thought to bring about change. We make the paranormal feel quite normal and the supernatural quite natural. I hope you'll take this journey with me this evening as we go further down the rabbit hole and explore this reality we think we exist within, because we all know that reality is not quite what it seems. Got some interesting stories tonight. Got a hodgepodge of things that I want to go through and talk about, just things that have been on my mind, things that are in the news. The uh, reality just keeps getting weirder and weirder, and I find myself questioning my own sanity on certain days. I'm sure some of you out there may feel the same way. At least I hope I'm not the only one. I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to try to recenter. It's It's been an energizing month, I'd say, with all the crazy stuff going on between the Vegas shooter and DeLonges announcement and so many other little things going on. I hope we can try to find some time to reset, refocus and, and really find that path again, because I feel that we've been kind of pulled in a lot of different directions. It's been really crazy. You know, I want to talk about this. I'm not sure. do want to get into this first. I'm going to talk about the news. I'll get into I'll, I'll give the, a heads up of one of the things I want to talk about, but I, I've been teaching this week, Uh, I'm teaching a history class, I did last year too, but I'm not a history teacher by trade, but being in special education a lot of times we wear every hat and we teach everything that they give us to teach. So this year I'm teaching another history course and uh, we're getting ready to read a story that deals with the Holocaust. So I had to give some background on the Holocaust and man, it kicked my ass just going through these stories and seeing just how terrible of an event that was, and it just got me thinking about so many things uh, that tie into everything on the show, just life, you know, or the purpose of life, if, if things are so, can be so terrible. But I also found some hope and some beautiful things through it as well. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk a little bit about human nature uh, and what I learned from the experience with the Holocaust as well. Let me get into the news first. Let's see where this information takes us. I think it's going to be kind of a, an interesting journey tonight. It's Friday evening, October 20th. It's about 9.20 p.m. The show is going to come out tomorrow on the 21st. Hopefully nothing crazy happens between now and then. But I got some stories that tie into the themes that I often cover. I think you'll find them quite interesting. This first one comes to us from The Telegraph. And it says, AI implants will allow us to control our homes with our thoughts within 20 years, government report com- uh, claims. Artificial intelligent, artificially intelligent nanomachines machines will be injected into humans within twenty years to repair and enhance muscles, cells, and bone. A senior inventor at IBM has forecast. John McNamara, who works at IBM Hursley Innovation Center in Hampshire, submitted evidence to the House of Lords Artificial Intelligence Committee, which is considering the economic, ethical, and et- I'm sorry, ethical and social implications of AI. If you remember, last week I did a, covered a story where one of the AIs was actually speaking to the United Nations. So this is not some conspiracy theory. Top levels of government are looking at this. This I, I can't say it enough. This is real. Mr. McNamara said, within just two decades, technology may have advanced so much that humans and machines are effectively melded together, allowing for huge leaps forward in human consciousness and cognition. We may see AI nanomachines being injected into our bodies, he told peers. These will provide huge medical benefits, such as being able to repair damaged cells, muscles, and bones, perhaps even augment them. Beyond this, utilizing technology, which is already being explored today, we see the creation of technology that can meld the biological with the technological, and so be able to enhance human cognitive capability directly, potentially offering Greatly improved mental as well as being able to utilize vast quantities of computing power to augment our own thought processes. I'll definitely have this in the show notes and in the newsletter this week, so you can click the link and read the rest of this article. I highly recommend it. Uh, again, I, I've been I've been following this story. It's, it's coming. We have choices to make. If you're listening to this show, you need to make a choice. Are you willing to inject technology into you for the benefits that they're promising to offer. Do the benefits outweigh the risks? And here's what I keep coming back. I just, I can't get this out of my head. And I think the more I watch this AI develop, the more I feel that I'm understanding how humanity was created or maybe what was intended for human creation. Now let's go let's go on a, a deep tangent. I'm going into the hypothetical here, but it's based off of a lot of Conspiracy theories, a lot of readings, a lot of testimony, a lot of, just a mix of stuff that's out there. What they're claiming is that they're going to be able to inject nanotechnology into our bodies, and that nanotechnology is going to merge with our biology. Our biology will then internally communicate with technology, which will then communicate with the technology of things, which is all our washers, our dryers, our microwaves, our televisions our smartphones our internet computers the lights uh, one day our vehicles phone calls everything you name it because more and more things i've listened to a report this morning uh, something like i don't know 15.4 or 154 million i don't know how many different types of things there's so many are wired to technology it's like having google home in your head basically is is what this is proposing and, and what, I, what I really think, and I know I've said it in previous shows, but I'm going to say it again because I can't get it out of my head, is that at some point, whether it was a direct creation or an intervention of our species, I think this was already done. I think there is some kind of biological tech in our bodies, in through the DNA. If you listen to people who talk about DNA and the crystalline structure and, and the frequency the vibration electromagnetic frequency all this stuff that i cover on my show all the weird stuff i think this is already in place and i worry that by putting this nanotech it will completely drown out that connection or maybe it'll sever it maybe it'll kill it and what it seems like has already happened is that our natural connection to the earth and to the universe, and to one another, has already been muted. Now, David Icke does a great presentation about the, the Saturn-Moon matrix, and he basically says there's a signal coming off of Saturn that's being amplified by the moon, that's being directed at Earth, and what that does is it interferes with our own natural signal. Now, we already know, go back and listen to my other shows, talking about heart math, talking about the electromagnetic signal, talking about psychocommunication. We know this is real. The studies have been out there, the studies have proven that, you can't call me crazy anymore for saying that. I can back that up with good research, not my own research, but the research of others. That's a given right now. We know that's real, but it's difficult for some people, for most people, to use it. Is it because it's a muscle we've allowed to atrophy? or is it because there's a signal out there that's shutting us down? I'm going to use my sixth sense spin right now. Years ago, when I was really getting into this stuff, I was meditating. I was trying really trying and pushing myself to reach out and I I, I went into look I know you can argue this information that I'm saying right here but here's the vision I got in this meditative state I was in I recognized I was in a cocoon and this cocoon was completely surrounding me and it was like a barrier to me and when I came out of that meditative state I said I don't know if that cocoon is there for my protection or for my limitation so I didn't mess with it because I wasn't sure why it was there, but I, I felt it quite a few times. I don't know if it's—I haven't messed with this in a while. But what if there is some kind of barrier, and it's simply just an electromagnetic or a radio or some kind of frequency that puts a, a counter wave around us that prevents us from reaching out and connecting? Now, people say the Earth is changing. The, I know the the Schumann resonance of the Earth, which is a you know the the what is it, the vibration frequency of the earth has changed and more and more people are are claiming to open up and to become enlightened and and connected and have all these psychic things. Well, what if we are naturally reconnecting to that tech because whatever they had in place is starting to fail for whatever reason. And now we're pushing for this merging with nanotech because for a few reasons this nanotech gets in our bodies. It shuts down the signal at the source, at our source point and not only that, it injects its own signal directly into our bodies because it's it's AI. That's what I'm wondering. Now, I also wonder if what we consider this force, this energy, this Holy Spirit, this divine essence, what if that's AI? I, I, I don't know. I mean, what, I mean, if you look at the simulation argument, we could be AI with an AI, and I've done shows on this, I've gone off on that, but I needed to explore this thought process a little more for hopefully for some of you out there this is connecting some dots maybe you just think i'm nuts again and tell me please hey dennis you're nuts and here's why but please tell me why but if you think i'm onto something let me know what other sources do you have that i can look at uh to piece this together and this is going to tie in what i want to talk about a little bit later in the show because i this is one of those weeks where i'm really scratching my head going all right i'm in the freaking matrix this This just doesn't feel real anymore. It's it's how things have been starting to feel for me. And then I think of stuff like this. It's like, yeah, dude, at what point am I going to wake up? Because it's just not making sense. So I I think, like I said in the beginning, we need to think about where we want to go with this because when it comes out, it will sound awesome. And it's going to have, I promise, it's going to have benefits. It's going to have some great promises. And for some people... This legitimately might be their best option at a, quote, normal life, because there are some people who have significant needs. This will come down to an individual choice, but collectively we need to understand if, if our lives are, if we're fully functioning, we don't have any medical conditions, we need to ask ourselves, do we want to create a superficial or a, a false God, a false Holy Spirit through this tech and control things with our mind, or do we want to explore our natural ability to connect with whatever universal energy and consciousness is out there? I think we at least need to take the time to understand what's out there before we take the risk of severing that connection because what we're doing then is we're isolating ourselves and we're moving our own internal universe into a computer server instead of outward to whatever server might already be out there. We're moving another level downward, another level of containment is where we would be going. In my opinion, we're trying to reach up and out, even if we already are in a simulation. I think the eventual goal is to find a way up and above it. If we merge with tech, we're actually going a deeper layer down, something to be mindful of. All right, speaking of tech, this one comes to us from the latimes.com. The LAPD becomes the nation's first police department to test drones after oversight panel signs off on a con, uh, controversial program. After months of often heated debate, a civilian oversight panel Tuesday signed off on a year-long test of drones by Los Angeles Police Department, which become the largest police department in the nation to deploy the controversial technology. The police commission's 3-to-1 vote prompted jeers, cursing, and a small protest that spilled in the downtown intersection just outside the LAPD's glass headquarters evidence of the opposition police have faced in recent weeks as they tried to reassure wary residents that the airborne devices would not be misused. Now, again, as as a former cop, these things can save lives. These drones have the ability to go and see things and report intelligence back to the officers from a safe location so they don't have to worry about it. But are we looking at, as more and more of these come out, violations of our privacy. I mean, think about how often we're recorded as it is with our cell phones, with regular surveillance cameras in every place we go to. Now you're going to have drones that are controlled by law enforcement agents. Are they just, I mean, is there going to become a time where they're just patrolling the city? and Now you've got autonomous, I mean, I read last week that California's piloting their autonomous uh, vehicle, the driverless vehicle program. You have Dubai, they've got helicopter drones that are flying around without a pilot taxiing people from point A to point B. At what point is the AI going to link with the drone and the drone's just going to fly around the city and look for crime on its own? Do we have privacy anymore? Or are we completely giving that up because of this technology? Do we want to be completely recorded at all times? Are we more safe? I heard someone saying... Las Vegas has the most surveillance probably in the world, and they still had a horrible event happen there. So, does this surveillance really help? What it helps with, we would think, is after the fact going back and looking at it and saying, Oh, yep, here now we've got you. You committed this stupid little crime, and now we've got dirt on you. I mean, it just gives people an option to build a case against us, and they still haven't released the tapes of what happened in Vegas. So we what good what good has it been? I'm going to talk about that in a little bit too. Actually, you know what? Speaking of surveillance, let me segue into that. Speaking of surveillance, I've been listening. I was listening to Jimmy Church today, and he had a guy on. I can't remember the guy's name. It was a great show. It was was from earlier in the week, and it was called "Hacking Vegas." Look for it, Jimmy Church Radio. It's on the YouTube page. It's on his channel and stuff. Uh, And he just went into detail about how there's. It's almost impossible that this data doesn't exist somewhere. And he said something, and it got me thinking that... Now, I'm going to say this as just a wild theory. I I don't have really any evidence to back this up. It's just, it's weird enough, so I'm going to put it out there. But what if this guy who was identified as the shooter is really just a scapegoat? Now, I know nobody's said that before, right? Yes, a lot of people have said that. There's other people involved, and he's taken the fall for it. He was somehow involved, but not the only shooter. What if this guy was, in fact... Because he has they they're claiming they can't find anything on him. There's not any digital really he had three cell phones, but there's no Facebook, no Twitter. he He was sounds like he was a pretty well disciplined guy. Now, there are people out there who don't have social media accounts. But also intelligence agents wouldn't have a legitimate social media account because they don't want they understand how the system works. If I was still in the game, believe me, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a Facebook, I wouldn't even have an email account. Maybe this guy was working for the US government and whatever operation he was running went so terribly wrong. Maybe he's maybe he was a good guy. Now I I know that might be blasphemous if, if he's the bad guy, but again, I want to explore everything here. Maybe he was the good guy, and something bad happened and That's why there's this dancing around everything that was going on, because he has to take the fall. Maybe whatever information is the truth would be so embarrassing or so damaging to the FBI, the CIA, the U.S. government that the story has to and and maybe the cops see that and they understand it. I, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think way outside the box here. Maybe this guy was one of the good guys and... Something went ter- terribly wrong, and the only way to save face or not, I don't know, I can't think of a, a good scenario here, but maybe you can come up, with, you know, fill in the holes in this one, but uh, maybe it's something else to look at, because, you know, and then it getting a little bit weirder, I saw on Instagram today, um, evidence of a character actor, one of the women they interviewed at the Vegas shooting. They then found an episode of Dr. Phil, and oh my gosh, it looks just like her as one of these, you know, bratty teens or something a few years ago. What is it with these alleged character actors? I mean, are we living in the Truman Show? And here's, uh, you know, I still got a few more news articles I want to get to, but let me, I told you it's going to be a random show tonight. This week, I really questioned reality. It was, it felt like it, the veil was so thin that if I just said the right words or did the right thing, I was going to pierce it, and it almost felt like that scene in Inception. If you've ever seen the movie, where he's he's in train he's training the the young woman, and he says to her, "You know, these are all your own mental projections. All these people here are your subconscious, and they're doing what they can to maintain this perceived reality that you created." I know this sounds incredibly egocentric and selfish, but. That's how I felt this week, like maybe because I've seen so many weird synchronicities of things, not things that I'm not even looking for, but so many, a movie I'll watch, then something similar happens at work, or somebody will tell a story that reminds me of something else, and then I'll read that. like everything is just fitting together in such a way, and then the news stories that I'm reading are, as mainstream stuff, are getting more and more bizarre. It almost feels like a weird dream. Like, I can't believe this is our reality here. And I've been studying this stuff for over 20 years. You know, I'm used to the weird factor. But I, I really started thinking, like, is this all just a figment of my imagination? Or, if you're listening to this show, am I just a projection of your own subconscious? Isn't that kind of weird to think about? I, I Honestly, some days I really feel like I don't know that. It's It's tough sometimes. I think that's when you need to unplug... Or, or who knows? Maybe that's when you need to push a little bit further because maybe we are close to seeing beyond the falsities of this reality that we are currently perceiving. But it was tough, but just all this stuff going on around me. it just I really started the question what what is real? What is going on with this existence? It, it feels, it, I guess the best way to describe it is I feel like I'm in a game. And the game is based on the choices that I make. And if I make this choice, then a whole new set of levels and options. It, like Westworld, if you see what, if you ever seen Westworld, and the, the the old man with the hat, the man in black, he's like a, he's playing the game. He's going through the maze. You know, it, it's a game, and you make choices, and the characters around you react a certain way. I mean, that's how life is, right? We make a choice, and different things happen. And at the same time, in Westworld, certain events were pre-programmed to happen, and then the drones or the robots who are becoming self-aware carried out that programming. Well, what if we are all carrying out some programming for this greater AI that we exist within, and now this AI is creating another subset of AI through this nanotech? Does this sound really crazy or what? This is one of those shows i are going to be, you know, holding my breath until the comments start coming in over the next week, but oh my gosh, this, this is what goes through my head, man. I really feel like I've been living in Westworld I don't know, man, it, it, it's just, are you feeling the same way, or am I just nuts? I, I'd love to hear from you, and let me know, Dennis, you're nuts, or Dennis, yeah, sometimes I do feel that, I don't know, maybe, like I said, maybe I just need to unplug for a little bit, but these are some theories that I think we need to explore, these are the things that I try to explore in my book, you know, I, I was going back to, for those of you that read the free ebook to, um to I am human, and we're not who we think we are. And I was looking at the, that original essay that I wrote back, I want to say 2009, and it was, I don't think my brain stopped since. I mean, it was so weird. Like, I, I was pondering reality, and then that night, I just got all this information in the form of this essay. And it presented it in a, a clearer fashion, not crystal clear, but, you know, I wrote this essay out, and then I couldn't stop thinking about it, trying to understand it. I felt like... um Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters, where he's going, I know this, this means something, and he starts sculpting, he starts painting. Well, I started making movies. I made a movie trying to explain this, and I I knew that probably nobody was going to watch the movie I made. I mean, it's up on YouTube. But I just had to create it and get it out of my system because I needed to understand what this was, so I put it in film so I could get a better grasp of it. That settled it for a while, but then three years later... Right after my father died, the same drive came back, and next thing I know, I'm writing this book, writing this book, and I come back to the essay. I stopped writing the one book, "Food for the Archons," and in a matter of three weeks, wrote a book about that essay, about that experience, that understanding I came to, because that's how strong that drive was, I, you know. And, and I put it, I did, I banged this book out in, in like a, a month, one to two months. I got it written. I got it published. And I got it released, because again, I, I'm trying to understand what this reality is. And it, you know, it starts off: "I'm tired but I cannot sleep, yet I'm sleeping but not awake. I'm hungry and I want to eat. I am human." And those lines just resonate with me. I heard them over and over in my head until I started writing the essay. I was laying in bed for a couple hours. Tired and I cannot sleep, and I'm sleeping but not awake. I'm hungry and I want to eat, but I am human. Those lines, they they I think they it, such a little bit of words say so much. I am exhausted, but I can't truly sleep. Yet, consciously, I am asleep, but I'm not awake. Ah, sorry. I, I'm just I'm I'm going through this now. There was another piece I wanted to read from this as well, just as I was going through it. It's just the drive, maybe you can relate to it. For the longest time, I felt pulled to answer an essential question. There was a question I could not formulate into words. I knew I needed to find its answer. I understand that question now and go into detail explaining it in the second book. This question is so simple yet massively compelling in design. To fathom it is to unlock the secrets of our existence and may quite possibly reshape our entire way of life. I don't know the origin of the source that has guided me. Whether it be part of my own spirit, something separate from myself, or a combination of the two. But it is there, as real as you and me. I mean, this, this stuff is always in my head. It's always there. All right, I'm going to stop boring you with my uh, insane ramblings. But that's, that's where I'm at. I'm wondering if you're feeling it as well. It just Sometimes it just gets to me. Next story comes to us from TheGuardian.com. The discovery of a 50-kilometer cave raises hopes for human colonization of the moon. Scientists have fantasized for centuries about humans colonizing the moon. That day may have drawn a little closer after Japan's space agency said it had discovered an enormous cave beneath the lunar surface that could be turned into an exploration base for astronauts. Discovered by Japan's Selen... Technological and Engineering Explorer probe comes as several countries vie to follow the U.S. in sending manned missions to the moon. So this is pretty interesting. I guess this cave would make it more uh, easy for people to build structures and survive within there. So you can read more about this uh, in the show notes at serviceofchange.com. This is my last article here. And it's one that I I think we should pay attention to. Uh, This one comes to us from Miami.com. Now, it's Miami.com slash funny stories. That's the the subheading in the web address. That's how they have it categorized. Posted October 16, 2017, the, the heading, This Miami politician says she was abducted by aliens. But is that a bad thing? Congressional candidate Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera claims she has been to infinity and beyond. Now, that's a tongue-in-cheek poke at Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. The Miami Herald reports that YouTube videos have surfaced in which the former Doral City Council member says she was visited by aliens when she was seven years old. Her extraterrestrial friends have also slipped her a few telepathic DMs since the meeting. According to the story, the visit was a low-key event, just tea time with three blonde, big-bodied beings. Again, making fun of her who showed her around the ship and shared some timeless knowledge. He told her the world's, quote, energy centers in Africa, God is universal energy, and you can find 30,000 skulls, quote, different from humans, in a cave in Malta. That's useful information for mankind. Rodriguez Aguilera, who has only raised raised 10,000 for a campaign in the race for uh, Jena Rosleitinen's congressional seat, released a statement challenging haters. For people including presidents like Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter and astronauts have publicly claimed to have seen unidentified flying objects. And scientists like Stephen Hawking and institutions like the Vatican have stated there are billions of galaxies in the universe and we're probably not alone, she said. But she doesn't need to respond to haters. Here's why her alien contacts could be a real boom for Miami. Now this is where, if you had any doubt, this article is strictly making fun of her. Their first suggestion is the aliens might have a good idea about solving traffic issues. The aliens can teach us about fuel efficiency. The aliens will teach us about body acceptance. Uh, Let's see. The aliens will teach us to appreciate historic landmarks. And they're showing some goofy stuff. They can help us evacuate. I mean, the whole thing is written kind of satirical. and It's not a serious article. And that pisses me off a little bit because... We're still in a time when somebody says, hey, I had this paranormal or supernatural experience. The first thing mainstream media wants to do is poke fun of it. Now, some of us know that's by design because they don't want you to know what's really out there. They don't want you to challenge your perception of reality, your perception of religion, your understanding of your own connection to stuff out there, the wireless internet that we're connected to. That's what it comes down to. And with all of these distractions that are going on around us, as exciting as some of them may seem, as terrible as as some of them may seem, the one thing that doesn't get a lot of attention is our own intuitive guide, our own intuitive connection. And that's our reset button. I've been teaching... I had a meeting today with one of our um, our school counselors. We're teaching heart math to our students, and we were just going over our plan because we're going to train some teachers on how to use the software that came out through the HeartMath Institute. And one of the things you do is you have to shift and reset after a stressful incident. You prep in the morning or at the beginning of the day so your body is prepared, your mind is prepared to deal with the normal stresses that come through in your day. Now, if you have an exceptional stressful event, as soon as that event is over... You need to shift back into a calmer state and reset yourself back into a state of coherence. And then you got to go back and you need to maintain that state. And we're not doing that. We're being shifted into these energetic states that if you want to go in off the deep end with me, these energy parasites are feeding off of, are collecting. And believe me, there's plenty of compelling information out there to say, hey, you know what, Dennis, you sound crazy, but there may be something to it worth researching. We're kept in these states. And I've been in that, even with with Tom DeLonge's announcement last week, I was pretty excited about it. So it kept me in in a state that moved me away from my normal resonance. The shooter obviously kept us in that state of fear and sadness. It moved us away from our normal resonance. We need to take some time, turn your phone off, shut off the TV, close your eyes, quiet your mind, do some deep breathing, go for a run, Do some yoga, do some tai chi, find something to just shut out the world for 10 minutes a day and find that connection, that stillness, and find that natural flow. And remember, you can't control everything that happens, but you can control your reaction to it. And you can find that natural flow of the universe, I know this sounds like new age babble. I promise you it's not. Go back to my other shows and listen to where I'm coming from. I'm not going to get into that now. Find that flow of the universe and learn to surf. I know I've disconnected from it over the past month or two because I've had so much going on. I'm attempting to reset and reconnect. I got my yoga in this morning. I'm hoping to meditate again tonight before I go to sleep. It's about 10 to 10 right now. I'm already pretty tired, but... We need to let that be our guide. With our Sixth Sense Media Endeavor and Platform, that's one of the things we're trying to tie into this is report the facts that everybody else is reporting, but we also need to report what our intuition tells us, what our remote viewing, um, you know, trained remote viewers will tell us, our out-of-body travelers will tell us because it's all data we can get to get an understanding of exactly What's going on? We need to recenter and refocus. It's been a stressful couple of weeks. I've talked about some things that are a little bit stressful. I know I got sidetracked. I was talking about this woman who's claiming that she saw aliens. You know what? I I don't want to say I flat-out believe her just because I, I've only read one story about it, but I'm open to believing her. I'm, I'm committed to not criticizing this woman. I hear that. I want to read more. I would love to get her on my show and give her an opportunity to... To share her story from a place where I'm going to be accepting of it. Who am I to tell her she's crazy? I've sat here and said I've woken up in the middle of the night and seen strange things in my room. So who am I to say that this woman, just because she's running for political law, I think she's courageous. And I commend her for saying that. Get people talking about it. I hope she stands her ground on this Regardless of what happens with the race, I hope she stands her ground and the media is not too harsh on her. And if you're listening, ma'am, if somebody knows her, if somebody's out there in Miami, get her in touch with me. I will give her an opportunity to have an honest, open discussion on my show so she can talk about this free from ridicule. And I'll report just the facts, just what she says on my platform uh, through Service to Change, through my newsletter, and through the Sixth Sense media platform. These are the kind of stories I think we need to explore. I look at like the movie Men in Black, and he says, oh, we got to go check the hot sheets, and he goes and he gets the tabloids. Well, that's reality in that movie. Well, let's let's turn those tabloids, if they're real stories, let's give them real research, real investigative journalism. That's what I'm capable of doing. That's what I want to do with this platform. I know I'm on a soapbox now, but... This is what we can do. This is where we can go. These are the stories we need to be digging in because something positive can come out of this. Knowledge can come out of this. All right, let me take a deep breath. Let me shift and reset right now. You know, I want to give a thank you to, uh, just to my listeners out there, to all of you. I, I made some new friends this week who reached out to me. From uh, all the way out from the UK, it was really cool to get uh, an email from some listeners out there. So I just want to say thank you to my uh, to my friends out there for taking the time to write to me and, and connect. It was uh, really nice to hear from you, and uh, I hope that we stay in touch. So Mark and Faith, thank you, my friends. It was uh, nice hearing from you I'm giving you a shout-out on the air. A lot of good stuff going on with Six Sense Media. If you haven't subscribed to the Twitter feed yet with Six Sense Media, please go ahead and do that. It's six, the number six underscore sense s e n s e underscore media. Ray Davis is been has been doing a phenomenal job, and and what it does is it's it's a he's pulling all different sorts of news stories, types of stories that we like to cover and talk about. And, and Ray's really trying to find a balance. Right, left, you know, uh, conservative, liberal, we're trying to cover everything in here because we we want everybody to be able to have a dialogue, so he's got a great uh, spectrum of content that he's that's constantly coming to us through the sixth sense media Twitter feed. If you haven't done it yet, sign up for it, sign up for the alerts. You got the paranormal stuff, the supernatural stuff, you got the political stuff, you got the, the Vegas shooter stuff, you got and, and a whole bunch of other stuff in between. Ray has put together a bunch of memes out there that are that're inspirational, they're thought provoking. I'm so proud to be a part. Of this platform, I know I keep plugging it, but it's important. It's a it's a wonderful platform. The website, the website is up and running. We're just trying to load it with content before we actually have the official launch of it. But I have the Twitter feed right on there, so it's like a news feed right there on the page. There's a lot of st- good stuff that is coming to this page, so I'm excited about it. The Facebook groups, the Facebook pages, it's uh, the Sixth Sense Media, uh, Facebook.com/slash The Sixth Sense Media. Please check it out. A lot of good information on there. All right, my friends, I'm just about out of time. It's been a uh, a long week and a long day. Thank you all for taking the time to listen. Again, please find that time, shift and reset, and let's connect before the AI takes over our minds. (laughs) I say that tongue-in-cheek, but it is a possibility. Let's shift and reset and connect to that greater universal energy out there. And remember that small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep open mind. Thank you.